0: Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, John, from Four Blades in a Pub, and I'm joined on Zoom by Three Blades in a Pub. Good evening, Phil, Dan, and Ian from the Cross Size. I'm down in London. It's good to see you boys, even though, unfortunately, I'd rather be on the other side of that table. How are we all? All good, mate. Thank you. Yeah, all
1: good. Good to see you, mate. Yeah, good to see you. Happy New
0: Year, everyone. It's a, it's the a first of many pods, hopefully, this year. Um, we've just had a bit of a chat before coming on, and ultimately we had a lovely interview with Glenn Hodges. The festive period hit, and we wanted to get together over the festive period, but we didn't play any matches. Um, so that was that. put a bit of a dampener on that. So they, it's been a while since we've got together, and I think it's uh, given us an opportunity. Yeah, we lost to Wolves at the weekend, but before that we'd had a very... Good few results under Bottom, and, to be fair, the back end of the Iganovich era. And things are sorted. You could almost see something coming together. So I think it's a good opportunity before we go to Derby on Saturday to reflect on that, talk about what's been going on. And there's quite a few things happened in and around football. It'd be nice to get the Four Blades take on. And then ultimately we'll look forward to Derby. And if we've still got any energy left and you're still listening, we might give you a Hall of Fame as well. So the Wolves game on Sunday... I think three nil fatted walls from what I saw, but what do we? How did we see it, boys?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I think I might have seen more of the game than the rest of you. I, I turned on about twenty minutes in, something like that. Um, yeah, three 0 flattered them. I mean, we should have been two 0 up before they scored. Um, did his curse strikes again, and then Jack Robinson's curse strikes again. He just needs to learn that he can't play football. He can defend and head and kick a ball forward, but he can't try doing anything when he's trying to actually be cute with it. And and he cost us the first goal. Fodderingham cost us the third goal. We had a goal disallowed that that Keith Hackett unbelievably thinks was dangerous play. But um, I, didn't I, see, I, I didn't see that. A but...
1: referee siding with another referee. <laughs> to be fair, I Hackett, it.
2: and a pig as well. To be yeah. fair, Hackett usually is quite pragmatic with stuff like that, but... I think he's called that wrong. I don't know why that was disallowed. It wasn't a high foot, it was a low head. Um, we go in one-one half-time. I think we've got a good chance of getting something back in that game. But yeah, 3-0 flattered them, but it wasn't no, we didn't disgrace ourselves, which is always nice.
3: Mm. Honestly, I, I I watched most of it on my phone, so it wasn't like the best viewing experience, but I'm not sure the match was in itself. We 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 were pretty solid, pretty effective for the large part. Like you say, we made mistakes and you get penalised by better teams when you make mistakes. You don't take your chances they take theirs. There's a bit of bad luck. I, you know, I've seen some nonsense about Dizzy being one of the worst strikers we've ever had.
0: That's the, that's a, but, that's
3: the worst take I've seen. Um, you know, worse than Connor Salmon, I think someone said. That's
0: unbelievable, isn't it? Um, <laughs>
3: Hang your head. Just, just can't get my head around that, but, um, but there, there were there were
2: quite a few decent moments, the, the chances that we carved out for, for McGoldrick. Um, <laughs> you're not like this, Dan. But Ollie Burke put a wonderful ball in for Sharpton and his scored.
1: score. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, um, top save from Ruddy. That that was a really yeah, good save.
3: Good take from sharp to be honest. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the way
1: to keep to it get, down keep on keep the down. fall. And, yeah, yeah. To be honest, I'm, I I was an absolutely mad about that result. We were never all right. A couple runs nice. But we're going to have a congested fixture list towards the back end of the season, anyways. We probably don't need more games. We've not played for a month. To me, it was like a mid season pre season. Yeah, I'd agree. It felt a bit like miles that, on but... the legs, nothing else, to be honest.
0: And the side was a little bit disjointed. Like, you know, if you think about everything that's been going well recently, be, there were a few components that have made us good. And they weren't in like they weren't involved. We've been a lot more balanced across the back back five. The back five was completely new, and that's no disrespect, to Gordon. Great to see an academy player coming back from Boston on the Friday and then playing at like a Premier League team on the Sunday. Fantastic, and let's hope he goes on and plays a lot more games, particularly playing in the middle of the three. Really impressive. But Berger's not played. Goldrick had had COVID and not played. We've not seen. I don't. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Osborne's really even been on the pitch that much in the net last month or so before. So, and all, and when did we last see Burke? It was all the way back in September. So, yeah, meh.
1: I mean, who'd have thought that we obviously recalled Gordon from Boston? Who'd have thought that clubs could do that? That clubs could recall players from loan spells, put youngsters in, give into the squad, and not just shit the pants and call the game off when they've got a few injured, a few players out. I mean, well, we, I think I didn't know that was.
0: I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently, Dan, you can, and uh, it's it's an interesting one—the whole COVID thing because, we, like, it's not that you know the typical Sheffield United comes in and we have that fantastic result against Fulham, and it was almost we should have it'd been great if we could have played two days later, and then we've ended up having to wait like nearly three weeks, um, and it's just the whole COVID thing is ruining festive football. Um, for me the whole loads of traditions that just didn't take part in boxing day football and stuff like that and like it just I don't know what you three think but the the people I blame is the fact that the big clubs ultimately can do what they want and nobody from the off set out clear rules they could have relaxed the guidelines around loan players for a one-month period they could have trained at their parent club and gone back or or vice versa, nothing was done. And ultimately the fact that at the weekend, the competition that if you speak to the FA, they talk about oh, it's got prestige, this, that, and the other. That how how that's valued was well, the fact no games were called off. And then here we are again, something important this week and teams are postponing. So what's going on?
2: I think you said at the beginning there, I don't know who's at fault or who's to blame. And and kind of talked about a lot of the regularity stuff. I, I think I think the EFL made a rod for their own back, allowing QPR to call the game off against us at Bramall Lane. And I think th- they didn't react quick enough and didn't set the rules in stone quick enough to stop what then happened over the Christmas period. Mm. And I think they could have they could have put a marker down early on and made QPR play that game. and It would have stopped other teams doing it.
3: I mean, they they were they were trailing
2: the fact they had injuries.
3: Yeah, key players. Six first place. team players. Their manager yeah. said in an interview the week before. So when we carry injuries later in the season, now players are fatigued. Yeah. We want to call a match
1: off. No chance. Not going to happen. Six six first team players out of a, a squad of 25, 30, If you start adding, you know, youngsters in, you, you're well into thirties. Six Absolutely. first team players should not be a reason to call a
2: game. On. But that's the problem, isn't it? It's six first team players, not squad players. They don't want to play a weakened yeah, side exactly, against the resurgent Jeff United. They want to play the better side. And that's where it
3: stinks. But it's that's just but that's the point as well, isn't it? Because they say, you know, you can only play, Was it under-23s if they've already played a football league match? Well, at some point, these players are going to have to get blooded. They're going to have to get a game. Why shouldn't they? We're not asking, you know, I can't imagine Borough were going to play, well, judging by what they managed to play the next time out on Hull, they weren't going to play four or five, under-23s would never play first-team
1: football. Alan Nils'
3: stepson on while I to play centre-half, I'd have.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're playing up front, um, but no. You know. Anybody
2: <laughs> listening that gets wound up, by the way, by Jordan <laughs> Bruny, it's worth remembering. Yes, he's Alan Nils' stepson, but he's also a pig, so he's most at the time on the wind-up. Okay. Don't buy Yeah.
1: I mean he's, he keeps referring to Middlesbrough as we he's had more he's had more <laughs> replica shirts than fucking William
0: Warner. <laughs> I I think as well though, like the, the whole like chat around it, which is quite ironic me saying this, uh considering we're talking about it, it just became like it made like football Twitter even more unbearable than it normally is. Um and and you know, I feel that. We've, nobody nobody made a decision early on so then you can not you can not they can't turn back and it it's weird it's almost like the foot like the football authorities are mirroring mirroring the incompetencies of the government in in an inability to make a decision and stick with them you know um and it's it, it just spoiled festive football for a lot of people and i think it's quite telling that we we all felt or have felt happy to be going back to football and stuff. And it was like a stark reminder that obviously COVID was there, but it just seemed, it, it just felt really unfair to me that I'd be sat at home perfectly healthy. If anything, the only thing that was stopping me being healthy is going out, seeing my friends getting a bit of fresh air rather than eating and drinking constantly. And in different parts of the country, the grounds were just full. So it, like it, it just said, it just seemed really, really weird. And it and it's still, like it's still ch- like going into this week and and people are just telling lies barefaced lies about it which I know that Dan you've and well all before we came on here, you three all voiced about about a club which I'm not going to talk about too loudly in this house but there's been like talk of pos- false false po- positives and stuff I mean come on what what is it ten,
1: ten false positives is they something they had? and that's a one in a
3: thousand a chance so I mean I mean, yeah. you know, what, the, what are the chances of that? Eh? Exactly. I mean, it is. it was interesting, there was a comment um, from Steve Brown, who's obviously a, a male, a wilder, saying, can you blame Borough for calling up? Of course not. Of course Absolutely not. not. Can't blame him. If, if you going to the, on the other team, team, I'd want to do exactly the same you thing. You want to play when you've got stronger 100%. team. And that, that leads into an interesting point, doesn't it? The yeah. whole argument, when you still Southampton out to representations yesterday, that we shouldn't be playing teams who pull matches off because of weakened squads and illness. When they've got stronger players, they shouldn't be allowed first play those players. It's a difficult one because you're always going to get postponements through a season. But I
1: think this is unprecedented. This, yeah, and we're, and we're now going to end up playing Middlesbrough with a strike force of what would have been, I don't know, more and another random worn-up journeyman. They're now going to, we're now going to be facing a strike force of and Conley. Aaron, Aaron Conley and, and Balogun. What's interesting? Um, So I joked talking about Jordan earlier. I know Jordan quite
2: well. And he was telling me about the the Connolly thing. So Middlesbrough were told they, they had to bring lone players back to play them in that game, despite them not being registered to play for them. And that's what the league told them to do, that they weren't allowed to play Connolly. They weren't allowed to register him in time to play in the game, although they'd already signed him.
1: Which just confuses it even more.
3: No would it have made the difference? Uh,
2: who knows? So, who
1: knows? Yeah, it's well just mean, it's a confusion yeah, no, in because the, the transfer window didn't open until obviously one minute past midnight on New Year's Day. Yeah, and they've got to be registered players. Yeah. have got to be registered. How many hours? I'm not 12, sure. 12, we've 12, we've
2: registered players on the same day before, yeah. haven't we? It just it's just a confusing way of telling teams to go about things, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. a, it
3: it yeah. sums up a, 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 an organisation that didn't. That's had 18 months to consider that teams might be impacted by a pandemic, yeah. But didn't have a plan or a strategy Seems. or a communication in in hand to deal with it. Do you, do you know, we're
2: talking about this. It's quite interesting, and I've said this to a couple of people. We're we're almost feeling like this is this situation of games being called off is over, and it, it probably isn't. This no. might get worse before it gets better. And let's let's face it, we've not been hit by it yet, and we might be. We might have to call games yeah. off for the same reason at some point. So I don't know. Think we'll, we'll be the ones that are cop for getting forced to play a game when we've got no squad.
0: You know what? Yeah, it's a weird one because uh, in sort of like devil's advocate way, like Heckingbottom is is being able to take the moral high ground with it. Yeah. Um, if we were impacted, I'm I'm not sure that. Fans and our coaching staff like this, all we just get on with it, would not necessarily ring ring true. I mean, how many times those football fans are we hypocritical though? So that wouldn't surprise me. But what it had, what it did do, the COVID period, and like you say, Phil, the COVID period, it's not over. Um, it sort of took the shine off a bit of momentum we were getting together because now we've gone from being like three points off the playoffs to many more, even though we've got the games in hand and. We've all been watching United for long enough to know when you have games in hand going in and around the playoffs, we're not going to get ahead of steam up there. We'll be taking that one to the final weekend.
2: I quite like the fact that they're spread out though. The games are spread
1: out, aren't they?
0: Mm-hmm. It's not
2: like they're all at once, but we'll
1: just see. see We've got a fairly happens. busy February now, though, haven't we? Yeah. we rearranged a couple today, which, which makes February a very busy month. Has QPR been rearranged, yeah. Like, yeah. No.
3: See so, on what they're playing at. You know
1: we've got a free FA Cup weekend we could have played was, mm-hmm. was it heckenbottom's interview last week where there was that heckenbottom or someone from the club where they said they'd approached QPR and given them some dates and they'd said no, we'll not be able to put a team out on them dates yeah yeah you know you can't just be saying when you can and can't put a side at that. it's just i don't, know. Well, I
0: don't Warburton, know Warburton was like the first to come out And uh, one of the first come out and criticise, wasn't he? Saying that the FA, blah, 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 should have done... The EFL should have done this, that, and the other. And it would have been an opportunity to have a break. And it's sort of like, I get that. But then, like, you have a break for two weeks. Omicom wouldn't have gone away. The problem would have come to... And you can't can't force mandatory vaccination. Well, you can as a club if you choose to. But, like, I... Can't be professional footballers have to be vaccinated because it's it's very apparent many don't.
2: The thing is the only the only benefit of having a break and doing it over Christmas to try and like a circuit breaker they call it. You're then assuming that all the players stay in a bubble and don't leave it. Yeah. That ain't going to happen over Christmas anyway. And it
3: clearly didn't. They couldn't do it when they got fixtures to play.
2: Exactly. So uh, it just it wouldn't have worked.
3: But I mean February does bother me a bit in that you've got seven games. In the space of 22 days. So it is every three days. Three and a bit days. Days. Yeah, that's a big ask.
2: Going to to need a squad, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to need
3: players in. And then you're playing five more games by the 19th of March.
1: Surely we're going to need to bring some players in or bring some players back. Back, yeah.
2: I noticed the under-23s played today quite a weakened team, didn't they? So, it just makes you wonder whether the normal under-23 squad might be supplementing the first team quite heavily this weekend and, and beyond. There were two or three
1: first teamers in there getting legs like, Yeah, um, Brewster. Brewster and, 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 and Gabriel.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, because, again, that's another body in midfield, gonna
0: need. Yeah. Well, it, it, the beauty... I'll rephrase that. The benefits of him rather than the beauty. The beauty implies that I think he's got major things to all, but he definitely is something completely alternative to everyone else we've got in that in that position, isn't he? So, hopefully it, it helps when in the... But I'm, I'm looking at that fixture list. We've got a lot of teams who are in and around, or you'd be hoping to be in February, pressing, who've had obviously West Brom are in there, with Birmingham have already done us this season. um, Like... Huddersfield, Blackburn, Millwall—like it's not February is not an easy month, is it?
1: Tough month anyway. Yeah. Look at that Blackburn. Blackburn are
0: form silent divisional. West Brom are doing well still. And then you go. In, yeah, everybody you've just mentioned is above us. And then oh. you go into March. You go back to back in four days. Make or break of the season, you'd argue. Forest, Middlesbrough, back to back. know okay, And then Coventry, another side, having a good season. I mean, but then we know what the championship's like. It's us. I think this is going to be, and we've not really talked about Heckingbottom at length, have we, on this podcast, but like Heckingbottom put together a decent number of results. We looked better at the back. It was a clear system. The how good he is and what he's able to do will come in the next month if he's able to mesh the fact we've got so many fixtures some injuries covid and things like that we're bringing in some young players and sustaining a late late charge on the playoffs if he, he's able to get us in the playoffs and negotiate all that i think we'd all finish the season thinking he needs to be given next year because he's we, who knows who they will be it might be oh Gordon's now established first teamer. Yeah. <laughs> He's
1: got next year and then several after it, hasn't he? At the end of the day, we, we, we need a
3: touch of what Bassett, Warnock, Wilder bring to these situations, which is a real siege mentality. Yeah, backs
2: against the walls against, so, against against the wall the world. against the, yeah, the wall. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. And that we need a touch of that. Yeah. And actually with Leicester McCall as much as Bottom, I think that might be we've got the right kind of people yeah. behind the scenes, haven't we? Exactly.
1: Have oh, we got the right kind of players on the pitch? Well, and that's, that's what he's kind of alluded to and when they, they've asked him a couple of times about players coming in and he's kind of pointedly said it, I think at times it's more important to get players out. Mm. <clears throat> I think you'll probably see at least a couple of players leave. So who do you January. think will
2: go then? Because obviously we're halfway through, a third of the way through the transfer window now. We've been, we've been linked with a couple of players but nothing firm. Who, who do you think will go the other way? I'd be amazed if Moose is still here in February. Yeah.
0: Moose yeah. and Burke are the obvious two for me.
2: Yeah. About lone players going back, do we think, I think with Tommy Dickfingers going on loan somewhere today, it's unlikely Olsen will go anywhere, is it? No.
3: Expensive bench keeper. Yeah,
2: well, there's not much else there. Davis go back, maybe? I
1: doubt. It, it leaves us, it leaves us, well, if, if Davis goes back, we're straight into Jack Robinson, aren't we? Yeah. Which is. Not anywhere that anyone wants to be. No one wants to go. No into wants to go straight. Into Interesting. Davis, Davis has missed last few games with personal reasons. personal reasons. Yeah, I, don't, I have no
3: idea what that is. If anything, that's the reason we might not. You might not stay. There could be something mm. that we just don't know about. Yeah, possibly. Um, but then if we're doing that, like you say, we we can't we can't afford one point six million or whatever it was for Matt um, Hills on at Fleetwood, could we? No, so we've been linked, like I say, heavily with the kid at so, Hearts, hearts yeah, John Souter. Um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's about where we're going to shop to actually supplement. Because it Davis has got some stick, the more recent games I've beaten that, and that's and I missed the Bristol City. Game. I, I think to he's say. been
1: underwhelming. I, I do yeah, think, yeah, he's been I, underwhelming.
3: I don't, I'm not, he's not been bad. No,
1: I think but, he's, he's okay as, as a footballer, he's a lovely footballer. He wants to get the ball down he wants to play he's got a good left foot as a defender i think he's six out of ten i, th- I think he's average i think he's average as a center half think- he's not the sort of center off you want to go to war alongside and unfortunately in championship you do need some of that yeah he did. It- it's great. if you can defend and then you can do all the lovely stuff on the ball brilliant do the basic stuff first defend first
3: going back to that comment about back to the wall, we haven't got many players You'd go to war you with. want to get a wall with? No, that's the problem, isn't it? As much as we like them, and don't get me wrong, that's not a, that's not a criticism of them as footballers or as individuals. But what we're perhaps going to need a bit of a bit of the metal, a character, and, character mm-hmm. and that's one of the things they probably like as a squad.
0: And and this is one of the things when I say about it being Heckingbottom's like challenge. If you've got like Olsen sulking around the place, various other players, like I I don't know. But I wouldn't envisage that if all the strikers are sat in the corner in the changing room, it's a particularly happy part of the first team dressing room. I think there's a lot of players there on a lot of money, like, or we paid a lot of money for, gonna want to be playing games. Like we haven't seen like or heard from McBurney since Barnsley in terms of a starting berth, even though we had that cup game. Brewster was doing something and then he got injured. I don't know it's I think we need to the I, I think it'd be a bit it's going to be really hard to create a functioning squad a due to the problems we're having that everyone's got with covid but I don't know I think some players have to go and yeah you need players in but the sort of player we're talking about there like a leader sort of like come on you are in the trenches with me then you can't just go and like pluck one of those from thin air they have to be the right character ultimately in a position do we need someone, and with the size of the squad we've got, there's no, yeah, we could do with some cover at centre half, but there's an argument that in every single position, nobody should come in to replace somebody. I'd love a Jake
3: centre oh. Yeah, you're not good at someone like of that. It's like that, that character, that physicality, that.
1: What's what's this life from Hearts like? Is he? Not, is he?
3: I've no idea. Big? I don't, know I don't, don't,
1: don't know anything about him. Don't know anything.
0: No. Well. Last time we signed a centre-half from Hearts, was it Hennigan from Hearts or am I making that up?
1: Motherwell, Motherwell.
0: Motherwell, sorry. One of the colours was right. Um.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Just going back to what you are saying there about players sulking, that's the one thing that annoyed me towards the end of Canovic's reign. This idea that footballers can just not try or not perform for their manager because they just don't like him or they don't like his ways... It's, it's, a, it's such a, it annoys me because it's such a bubble in it. If
1: you've we got we as fans,
2: know. we as fans don't like it, but it happens.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's just, I mean, it's happening in Man U. It's, you know, Man United players decided they didn't fancy Solskjaer Show through and went to the bus. It seems they've already decided they don't 10 minutes it. in, yeah. they don't fancy Ranić, there's a bit of, and it's just, it's pathetic.
3: It is, Yeah. It, it, and, and it's probably rankled, a, a lot about football's rankled in the last 18, I mean, yeah, we've got relegated in that, period, yeah. that part, but. A lot of what I used, you know, I used to see past some of the stuff, and actually now, see what it is. I see, I see it a lot more for what it is, and I don't enjoy it. I don't like what I see, and that whole thing. I felt for you kind of it because he's, he's he's not a bad manager.
1: Players obviously didn't fancy him, did they? No, I don't think. I I'm not, I think it was mutual. I don't think he fancied them fairly quickly, but I think they didn't fancy him, and, and they've, obviously they made some comments about it about how the training wasn't what it should be, and they were taking that into games, but. You've got to you show your professional pride. I'm gonna. All right, you? I don't. I don't like this formation. I'd rather be playing in a three. But still, win your headers and win your tackles and and do the basics. Yeah. And then Ekinbottom comes in and goes, "All right, we'll go back to five at back." And they will go, "We want to yeah, play now." Why, yeah, 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 just yeah.
3: And that comes back to that point about the mental and the attitude. Mm-hmm. True. And that's that's my worry a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, you get the. When you listen to you under the coshers and stuff, they they talk about like how certain managers, some players love it in training where it's, you know, do a bit of a run, five sides, have afternoon in gym, go out when you want and stuff, whereas others want to be doing various bits of shape, little bits of transitions and stuff. And I, I, I get that because there's certain tasks in all the jobs we do, we prefer to others, but... I think what you touched on there, Ian, about, like, lots about modern football, like, getting on your tits, basically, has never been, like, as much in the microscope as it has the last two years, being sort of removed from it during lockdown, especially doing well before that, so then losing that instant emotional connection. So then, like you say, the attitude of the modern footballer. Like, there was an incident in the Man U game last night where Marcus Rashford just stopped running. And we're not just, we're talking about somebody a few years ago, people were talking on going on to be one of England's greatest ever players. And he's done some fantastic things, Marcus Rashford, off the pitch. But I don't know. It's very easy to be down on it, isn't
2: it? To to one of our former players as well. So one of our former players recently admitted to refusing to play a game because he didn't get the move he wanted and was spoken to in a a way that he didn't like. Obviously, I'm talking about Ramsdale, his his podcast with Ben Foster. What, What do we think to that as a as a player that didn't enamour himself to to most people anyway for a long period of his time here, to then come out with that.
0: I mean, I don't normally need any encouragement, but I feel I should say I'd like to hear what Dan has to say on this.
1: Um, (laughs) Frankly disgusted. Frankly disgusted. Just the whole thing, just the fact that... Obviously, he knew that there'd be clubs in for him. He knew that there'd be a chance to move on because he, he played well for the last few weeks of the season, got himself in the England squad... But then, to expect, all right, United want more money, so we've turned the deal down, we'll automatically give you a contract. He's a a year into a three-, four-year contract, that first year of which the team he plays for has been relegated and he is equally as culpable as anyone else in that side, in that relegation, and expects... It's not like he turned it down. United didn't accept the bid and say to him, do you want to move to Arsenal? He said, no, I'll stay. The club turned it down. So it was, it was out of his hands. And then to throw his toys out say, well, If I don't get a move, I'm going.
2: Disgusting. Do you know? Do you know the thing? Yeah, I agree with everything you say. And I'm not going to go into all of him for for other reasons out out, out of this podcast. But <laughs> it just it it made no sense doing that interview and talking about it. No. It made
1: no sense. He'd gone, he was fondly remembered amongst United He'd fans. He'd gone under the circumstances where United fans went, do you know what, fair enough, he have yeah. been relegated, he's going to have millions. What Arsenal come in for him. good luck. I don't think either him or the club came out of what he said particularly well,
2: but he just, it, it's either no bad, badly advised or just a, a moment of madness to talk about it. I don't understand why he did. It made I, no sense. I, I
3: think it's one of these, isn't it? There's a there's a thing now and it's, you see it with some of the older players on, like, on the and some of the other podcasts around where they when they're with people they trust or to their story, like they, they are open. Mm. And I think the modern footballer's got to be careful that they're not too open and too pally pally and treat it like a chat in the pub. Because actually, like you say, I've got no ill feeling. I know dad always says that, you know, once a player's left, that's off. one followed on Instagram, Twitter, the works. But I've got no ill feeling towards Ramsdale. I was pleased for him. You know, he 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 comes through he, with us. He's proud of the fact another player yeah. come through our academy yeah. and on to play yeah. for England. Oh, well, but actually, he just undoes that with for no need. five minutes of careless chat and, and that's the podcast. thing for no but reason. I think,
1: and I think the under the cost lads, ninety-nine percent of the under cosh lads, under the cost interviews they do. The players are retired and retired, yeah. you A know, five, ago. six, seven, eight, nine, ten years when it's not as raw. Mm. So if he'd have come out and done this podcast in what, twenty years' time. And said that everyone had gone 20 years ago. I don't really care. The fact that it's five minutes ago, mm-hmm. it's still raw. We're not in particular in, in particularly great shape ourselves. And like I said, the fact that if he'd have been outstanding from the second design, yeah, yeah. But the fact is that I mean, well, I, I think I've said it on him before. I thought him getting his player of the season award for last season should be renamed. Player of the last ten weeks. Yeah, half because he did he did year. well yeah. for, for a period of the season for the first half of the season. It's as much his as performance than everyone else. Though. Yeah, his performance has ranged from average to bomb scare for the first half of the season. So, yeah, it's just like you said, really ill advised. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why Ben Foster's. I get he's obviously trying to move in the media, but it's it's almost like, he's, it's like really a bit shit stirring Yeah, It's a shit stirring. Yeah. but you know worse
2: afterwards? Sorry, John. Sorry. What makes it worse is you've got clearly a lot of people in, still in the Wilder camp amongst United fans and an anti the Prince camp that made it a big stick to beat the club over of uh, the way that they've disrespected a player. And that became more of an issue than, than yeah. Ramsdale refusing to play. I still don't think the club came out of it well, but it just become another thing that becomes divisive. Well, I can't if what the club did wrong. I think it's, if the, the way that he said it was said to it, it's just. A bit
0: disrespectful, but that, that's all. But anyway. I, for me, lots of things have already been said. But the the lads on blades part, I think it might have been Ben said, felt like someone's showing off to the bigger boys, and, yeah. and that's why it pissed me off the most because it, it it was like it was immature. It was like, Oh, do you know what I did then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go around and slap my chest because I love Arsenal now. Yeah, yeah, I'm really. Well, fuck off, you fucking prick! Like, yeah. um, you know oh, what I mean, though. Like it, it, it was, it, it was naive. It's, it's absolutely that voice again. Pardon? Do That voice again? No.
2: Someone <laughs> can't think who.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a bit train guy. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Train
1: guy. <laughs> yeah, look at you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> <his> <laughs>
0: Yeah, look at you with your, uh, like, camo worm up top and your retro muscles, yeah, yeah. Retro Adidas, yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, though, like, just really, really... <laughs> really <laughs> but, like, bad, just bad form. And, like, not comparing to people, but if you think about, like, like, I wouldn't imagine... not a Different context, wasn't our player. But I can't see Dean Henderson doing an interview, if he moves from Man United this month for money, in a few months, doing an interview saying, well, what happened after Ollie left is I never got a look in and De Gea's form and I was promised I'd play in the cup games and I didn't, and I can't imagine that happening. And that's a player of a similar age, similar, well, Ramsdale's actually more experienced than Henderson at the higher level. Um, And it's, yeah, it's
1: Anderson's a lot savvier as, as a person. He, he comes across as a bit of a immature is probably a good way of putting it. It, it just it's strange, yeah. It? Yeah, it's just strange.
0: And and yeah, and like I say, this the showing off, and I just see it, like, why is he on there doing that? Like, not that I particularly enjoy the traditional thick footballer interview you'd get on Soccer AM or if they'd like, you know, opened a car park and like, yeah, really enjoying it a minute. Yeah, great. Yeah. Like, I don't want that either, but, I like, just shut up.
1: Why have Arsenal not part, kind of... Why have Arsenal not had something do? Because, again, it speaks to his character, and I tweeted at the time, all right, he's done that to us. If he carries on the way he's playing in two, three years' time, and Barcelona, Real Madrid, Man City, Bayern Munich come in for him, and Arsenal refuse to let him go, is he going to throw his toys out of the ground and refuse to play for them because a bigger club's coming for him? It's just, if I was an Arsenal fan, all right, you're not looking at that, but I'd be thinking... Is he going to do that to us at some stage if there's always, you know, unless you play for again the clubs I've mentioned, then there's always a bigger club out there, isn't
0: there? And it's very different. Well, is it? But I firstly, in the England setup, um, apart from maybe Kane, but it's very different with Kane. Can I I can't think of a player in that current England setup that are now considered to be like decent blokes, we like the national team again for the first time in forever, who do the same thing. Grealish signed the deal at Villa and then he went for big money. It was all it was I can't imagine Grealish doing an interview like that, who went, you know, to a big club from his boyhood club or whatever. Like I just don't see I don't see people turning around and going, Oh, well done for sticking it to the man, Aaron. Like who's who the only people who are saying that are Arsenal fan TV going, oh he's such a good lad. He's great, funny. Look how angry he is, he's just like us. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, for purposes of the podcast listeners, John's face them
0: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like he really really oint me, um, and I just think it it it's quite it was it's, it's it's quite sad really that you know, and it made it worse that we couldn't just go to the match and seeing Aaron Ramsdale is a wanker is a wanker because we're all <laughs> fucking cold off, weren't they? We? Just,
3: just uh... Yeah, look at you, Aaron, on the outskirts of London, it's superb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's where he is, you know, he'll be, where will he be now? He'll be He'll be in Dalston, wearing a fluorescent fleece in some, like, glittery platform, sh- oh, go away, go away.
1: Yeah, he's, well, I mean, like, like Ian said earlier on, he's, he's dead to me now. When you leave when you leave us unless you've done unless you've unless you've done something amazing whilst at the club or you've got uh, you've developed some sort of affiliation and, and affinity with the club you're dead to me and he falls into that category now
0: understandable yeah. a real shame a real shame um but yeah there we are i think that seems like a logical point after all that energy and uh impressions uh to take a bit of a break and when we come back, we'll uh, have a look forward to uh, our trip to the Midlands on Saturday. New trainers, John? What these? No, mate, I've had them for years, just got them back from being clean. Look well, really good, don't they? Yeah, really, is that a thing? Honestly, they look new, mate, they look class. Yeah, it's a thing, really reasonable too. i Adam done at this place called Glistening Kicks, they're in Sheffield, fellas are blade too. Oh nice one that says buying new ones, doesn't it? How do I find them? I've got a few pairs I need looking at myself. Absolutely. Save save me as someone who's got a bit of a trader for Hetty an absolute fortune. You can get them on social media like most things these days. They're on Twitter at glistening kicks and Instagram at glistening underscore kicks. Or they have a website, www.glisteningkicks.co.uk. Give them a shout. The process is dead easy. They collect them safely and then drop them back off with you. And if you take them round yourself that process could be even quicker um they look feel and smell like new and it's I'm, I'm absolutely chuffed and i'm already looking at what pairs i'm going to take down um next to have him look out for us
2: nice one cheers for that i'm going to get on to them straight away what was their insta again glistening underscore kicks
0: that's the one really good service and i couldn't recommend it enough to any blades brilliant Nice one. All the Blades.
2: Welcome back to the second part of this week's Four Blades in a pub. Um, Three of us are in a pub, like we've said already. Um, We're now the four of us. We're going to review or talk a little bit about Derby we've got coming up this weekend. I've absolutely no idea what kind of team we're going to play. I'd imagine there's going to be one or two ex-Blades on the pitch for Derby, but in terms of what kind of team we've got, we'll just have to wait and see. How how do you think this one's going to go, John?
0: Well... I think we'll win. I think Derby have had a, quite an upturn in form, but I've had to watch Richard Stearman and Phil Jagiel could be really slow and pedestrian along the back four over the last three or four years at, at certain times. And I'd like to see that happen again on Saturday. Um, I, I, I think if we can get people like and die on the pitch against this Derby side, I think we've got a chance. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of narratives around X-Blades, like the ones I mentioned Kazim Richard scoring against us and stuff, potentially, but surely we've got to be going there and winning. You don't say, wouldn't
2: you? I mean, how many X-Blades could they have on the pitch? Is it five? Morrison, Kazimosh, oh Jag- Jagielka, Spearman, yeah. I got here. there was another one. I suppose the other, I'm
1: just thinking Baldock, the other one, George Baldock's brother, but yeah, it's a tenuous connection there, I suppose, isn't it? But. Yeah. I mean, they've done well, let's be fair, this season. Considering uh, considering the situation they're in, he's actually done alright with us. Yeah, he have got, got a actually, chance of them not finishing bottom, yeah. which is ridiculous, really. Yeah, Their last four games, three
3: wins and a draw, that includes a win at West Brom, a win away at Stoke, sorry, a win at home to West Brom, should I should have said, but a win against West Brom, uh, a win 2-1 away, a win against Stoke, draw at Reading, beat Blackpool at home.
1: Yeah, it's a decent win And
3: all, all by your odd goal, where had it won. And um, and only lost 1 0 to Bristol City away before that. So it's it's a good run, ended with an away defeat at Conch and the Cook. But I suspect, like many teams,
1: that's really the yeah, last thing they want to cook. I, I think it probably depends on A, what sort of side we've put out, and B, how sharp we are. Whether yeah. that Wolves game helped us or not. um don't think Gibbs White will be fit. Doubt it. Yeah. If he's not dropped. Not driving
3: at the minute, which is why they say he's training at wolves. He's
1: training wolves. In and doing it, that's right. Yeah, they yeah, do something we I knew we were at Wolves, I didn't know we were. Yes, because
3: he's not, not, it was well, certainly, maybe it might not be the case now, but it certainly was the case that he couldn't drive, right? So they suggested he's trained close close to home. Um,
0: uh, just okay. resisted uh, an opportunity to make a joke about riding his missus, but then that's that, yeah. <laughs>
1: Come on, John,
0: you're better than that. I, I don't think I am, Dan. I, <laughs> I genuinely don't think I am, mate. Yeah, the, it, it could be a patched-up team, but you'd like to think, you know, surely we can we can get something. Ian, Do you? what's your gut feeling telling you?
3: My gut feeling is we should be good at sides like Derby, regardless of the form they're in. Look how patched up they are. Look how you know, they've got players in that team that we wouldn't want in our team and players we've let go yeah. So, ostensibly, we should be going to Derby looking to take three points. The bottom of the league, even if they had, I think the points deduction would have probably brought them just probably still bottom three, bottom four, if I get that right. No, I think, think be a bit be higher mid table,
1: I think, yeah. But, but
3: yeah, yeah you the second additional points. Yeah, yeah. Those,
1: those four players oh. we talked about Morrison, Kazim Richards, Jagielka, and steven we wouldn't have him in our Not one of them, if we're if we're at full strength, it gets anywhere near our probably anywhere near our squad. Probably not, man. You know, you, you would Ravel Morrison we tried, Kazim Richards, he I mean, was all right in 2007. It right, yeah, exactly. He was all right, you know, 15 years ago. Um and Jack Elka, obviously we've, we've been off last season. So yeah, we shouldn't we shouldn't have anything to fear. They've got a couple of good young players, but yeah, if we can get, get Njay in there, I would imagine he'll be back in and starting. Um, I don't think we've got anything to fear. We should have enough. I
2: think that's top and bottom of it. We should have enough. It, it'll all depend for me what what was what available to us. Yeah. We don't know is how Egan, bad the COVID is. Egan. Are. Well, if, I know Egan was one of the ones that was isolated. Egan it? and and the Stevens. Um, apparently, they were in an Irish bar last week. Um, Friend of mine was so in the same it. bar and
1: has got COVID as well, so it sounds right. like it's come from there. So it's not Omicron, it's Old Micron. <laughs> <laughs> the them too. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't a setup at all. I have to say that. Is... <laughs> Off
3: the cop, that's good. Be, uh, it's uh, it's interesting, like you said. They haven't got. You look at the rest of the squad. Tom Lawrence, decent player at this level. Good driver. What's right? Good driver,
0: so a joke, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean Nathan Byrne. I mean, there's a player again. Years ago, would have been quite exciting. Nathan yeah, Bird.
1: good, good playing for
0: Swindon against
1: Nigel Clough, Sheffield. You yeah, know what yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
0: when they did the weird that he was involved in that weird goal kick. They did. They did that weird goal kick routine where Byrne would go edge at box for no reason, play one, two, and then I, do you not remember? They used to do it, and I'd never seen anything like it. If anyone remembers it, please do tweet us so you I look, don't look like a dick. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I seem to remember um, that. I'm looking down the squad list here. Do you remember when they signed Billick for 10 million from Charlton? Or he'd been on loan at Charlton from Arsenal, sorry. And then they yeah. gave him, and he's done nothing. He's had a couple of serious injuries. I think they're
1: still he's paying, actually they're still paying for him, aren't they? I think they're still paying Arsenal for him.
0: Which and is then. Graham Shinney, obviously very experienced player, quite a good player, but I'm not scared of him. And then they've got the youngsters like Sit, is it yeah Bird and Sibley, talented. Sibley, yeah, Sibley's a good little player.
1: Yeah, he's, he's a good little player. But I mean, if we can come out of it with a result, get a, get get three points out of it, that's again that's again wipe the Wolves game out. Take, think of the Wolves game as a pre-season friendly. Five wins on the bounce, 180 minutes under his belt. And a win, it kind of sets us up for a, a period, I mean, quite a few games in a short space yeah, of time exactly. as well. So. And that we talked about earlier on, we've got a lot of games in a short period of time and we could drop a lot of points. Conversely, if we're yeah. being positive, if we go on a run in that period of time and you're playing every three days and you're winning, that momentum that we'll momentum could, could be massive, for us yeah. as us. could, you know, we'll, we'll fly up the table. So if we've got our positive outs on, so who, who
2: wants to who wants to put the nail nail the colours to the master and then cut some score some score predictions?
1: I'll go score and I'll just make an
3: observation. Last time I watched Derby it was against Wednesday at the end of last year. The squad isn't much different today from what it was there, And so for me, I'm going 2 0 United.
0: John? Just need a minute to take that back. <laughs> um, I'll
1: go I'll go two one United.
0: I think United will win three 0 on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I think we'll win two or three 0 as well. I think we'll be quite comfortable. Yeah, with a caveat of depending on what the squad is. Because if we're decimated, then we might struggle.
1: But yeah, I think we'll, I think we should have enough. If if Egan's not fit, do we think that Gordon? Keeps yeah, the I think place? Gordon will start. Yeah. He's I the
0: think a chance he plays, even if Egan comes in, he plays on the left hand side of the three.
3: Is he? Is he left? I think he's Is right he? for it. Right. Okay. You might know, say you'd assume like, say, Eden's COVID because if not, we'd, we wouldn't let Leparta go, surely. No. no. no.
1: So, no. I mean, Gordon's, I, I've seen him linked today with Man United and Man United um, and Man Leeds. And Leeds, I think. And I'd seen him linked with Liverpool mm-hmm. previously. So, he's... He's, very he's rated. highly rated, yeah, uh, very much so. And a local lad. Medved School lad, yep. like myself. All best centre-offs come from Medved School. Me, Cameron Gordon, that's it. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, that's it, it.
2: Mediway got a good week this weekend, didn't they?
3: Tyler
1: Smith, and
2: Smith scoring and uh, Joe Ironside scoring yeah. Yeah, Karen yeah. Gordon getting his debut yeah. or I Clubs
0: I'm, I'm friends with two of the boys in the P department there so Lou, Tom it's not Tom so it's Lou and the other, Rob Lou and Rob I can not
1: remember the name <laughs>
0: he's like like the
3: moose of the pod my very good friends
0: uh listen um when you know as many people as me it's hard to keep up sometimes no but in all seriousness that's something that maybe is worth just mentioning briefly really nice to see people talk about the academy and and stuff we're at a stage now where we're not just it's not just you, McGuire's walkers and stuff. We've got we've got players playing league football who've come through the academy. And I think that's really quite it's really nice when you see them scoring, particularly someone like Joe Ironside. He might prove me wrong, but I don't think he'll ever score a goal, a more important goal than that in his career, or a more memorable one like a true cup shock away from home against a full sold out. sold out St James's Park on Saturday. It's gonna be it, really.
1: You can actually, you can actually put together with players, kind of current and past. You can put a decent Sheffield United Academy eleven together. Yeah. Just up, just off the top of your head, there's some, you know, the, there's pretty much a, a, an all England back four. Yeah. And goalkeeper, and then you, you know, you're throwing people like Calvert Lewin, Tong. Going back to Dane Whitehouse and people like you, can, you can put a there's a, a good strong eleven there. Yeah, there is, yeah.
0: Well, if there's a bit more COVID, boys, we'll be able. We should do that as a podcast, the academy, the best academy eleven. But um, there you go, there's an idea. But I'll tell you what, we've touched on it before. We're gonna we're gonna do a different sort of club eighteen sixty seven tonight. Um, we're not trying to be negative, but it's inevitable that we need to trim the squad. So each of us are going to propose a player to leave Bramall Lane this month and why we think that would be good. Um, some I, th- I dare say I think more likely than others, but we'll see. Um, I'm going to. I think we should say Dan's certainly not first because uh, I think it's going to be a good one. I'm going to start with you, Ian. Um, who do you think should leave this month and why? And yeah. Uh-
3: If I had a choice, I'll caveat it by saying we've got to get cover in, I think, to enable, to be an enabler of him uh, walking out of the uh, doors on Cherry Street and disappearing into the distance. But I still struggle to see, even at championship level, what Jack Robinson brings to the club. To me, it's about doing the basics. As a defender, you can say, well, why is he trying to play it out? The fact is he thinks he can and he can't. And he's done too many mistakes in that position for me to, 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 to actually even be a backup player at the minute.
2: I honestly don't think I've seen a United player ever. When we've conceded a goal, seeing the Montelli holding the head in the hands as many times as I've seen Jack Robinson do it, knowing that it's his fault that we've conceded. I reckon it's three or four times. I don't know, it's not a lot in yeah. the context of things, but three or four times you can see him
1: visibly Holding his head in his hands, knowing it, it's his ball. If he played, played 500 <laughs> games for us, three or four times is not many. Yeah. <laughs> With the amount of games he's played for us, three or four times is a fairly probably 10 century game. Yeah. His hands have probably touched his head more times than the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like the defensive equivalent of Steve Simonson. Remember that season? Yeah. where Every goal we conceded. He's chasing the referee. Was followed around. by Simonson, chasing referee, screaming for some sort of mythical foul. Well, it's it's Simba Robinson.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the Simonson, That reminds me of against Wednesday when he claimed he'd been fouled. I did never in a million years. But anyway,
3: it's a tough one because he's probably a nice guy. You know, he's the irony is he was really good against Fulham, but he just yeah. did he did the basics like he touched on. And and if he could, but if he can't do the basics when he's needed to, yeah, then that's not a defender. I'd rather see. And people can argue, well, he's young, that he's inexperienced. I'd rather see Gordon or Lapata or whoever given that opportunity on an extended basis. And if we are looking to the future as a club at uh, youth, and we haven't got a pot to piss in and we're scratching around for money, then let's properly do that now. Yeah, yeah. Let's start betting the these young. players yeah, in when yeah. young and get them playing.
0: I hundred percent agree that we should definitely be considering that as the way forward. We should. We really, I don't see why why we keep a player like Robinson when we've got youngsters like chomping at the bit. Particularly if heaven forbid, but in six in in three or four weeks we fail to pick up any points and the playoff push is is really beyond the team. Let's get him blooded and let's let's not waste his time on somebody like that. Unfortunately, I bet Robinson is Robinson's contract up at the end of the year.
2: Good question. But I would say probably not.
0: I don't. I don't think it would be either. I can't see a Premier League team giving out a two and a half year deal.
2: Season signed so halfway through the season before, didn't it? In the in the ninth place season. Yeah, yeah. So it could
1: be. Could have been
0: the two and a half year deal. Yeah. I'd be. I. I think it is age though. He would have gone for. You would have pushed for three and up. But who knows? But anyway, I think Ian. That's a, a fairly reasonable, measured one. I'd be shocked if anybody was, um, was, like, up in arms that we were suggesting that Robinson would be a sensible one to leave. Because even the... Um, what did, did you see the tweet from the athlete, the Wolves athletic journalist?
3: Yeah,
2: brilliant.
0: Wolves down to 11 men because Jack Robinson's gone off. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, that, brilliant. For, for, for an for all-right bias, but professional... Just, yeah. um, serious professional to, journalist. To, to, to put that out. So, I mean, so, I
0: look I look through some of his others. I think he's got form for being a bit naughty, but, like, that, that is cold. Like, yeah. that is cold.
3: The final thing I'll say on it is, obviously, I'm, I'm talking about bloody youngsters, and to do that, what you want is good, experienced pros around the move can come in, maybe when they need taking out the team. Yeah, just
1: take out And you've, of got to be,
3: you've got to have someone you can trust to put in and, and do that job. And I wouldn't trust Robinson to do it for a couple of games in a row. No. No. Well, he's proven that on Sunday, hasn't he? Up
2: with a gap in between, but don't argue with that. I'm um gonna surprise a few people i'm bearing in mind I get stick for sticking up for goalkeepers all the time.
1: I'm putting a goalkeeper forward. You know the only fool's notice when Uncle Albert goes <laughs> Well, I've just had one of them moments. And it's not Tommy Dick fingers. No, because he's gone. Uh, I just think
2: Olsen's a ridiculously expensive commodity that's not going to get in our team or shouldn't be getting in our team because Fodderingham's more than good enough to be the number one till the end of the season. And he's been an expensive mistake. He's not exactly showered himself in any glory. He's been at fault for probably half a dozen goals in half a season, yeah. which is
1: more than, ram- more than More than Do You think he stays yeah. out of the team when he's fit? So when, he, when they're both 100% fit... Do you think, I do you think,
2: think if keeps his shirt? I think if it would have been Jukanovic still in charge, I think he would have gone straight back in the team. Yeah. I think now now Hacking bottoms there, I think Broderin and rightly stays in. Yeah. And I think, to be fair, you said something to me, Dan, at half time, a couple of months ago. that. that um, when we last played? We might be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Olsen's not once made a save that you've stood up and gone, wow, that's incredible. What a start. No.
1: Foddering has done it twice this Yeah, season. It yeah, he makes some good saves. So yeah. save is one of the
2: best
3: saves I've seen oh, yeah. him, like, a, bit a
2: football save. Brilliant, brilliant. But that was another one where Jack Robinson's got his head in, head in his hands
1: actually yeah. and the ball did <laughs> yeah. it.
2: True. Um so yeah, I think if we can send him back, I'd get rid of him and I'd have Eastwood or, or Amisar on the bench for the rest of the season if we can because having someone on that kind of wage frees up an opportunity to either go and get another loan or or
1: sign somebody potentially. So we, we just kind of, on that, obviously we talked about potentially blood in youngsters. Obviously Jake Eastwood's kind of come back in, be on the bench, played for 23s today. Playing for 23s, he must be about 50. He's been at United forever. The lad I saw, I don't know enough, I've obviously seen him knock him out, seen him live, I don't know enough about him, don't know. What, how good is it. Is he? what? Is he, Obviously he's in this crop of youngsters. I've never seen Is he, is he regarded at, at the same level as uh, a Kyron Gordon or a... Zach Brunt or whatever. It he's is. highly rated.
2: He's clearly is highly they, rated. Yeah, he not went not on
1: loan, albeit
2: non-league. He went on loan to Frickley, and they loved him for on. the period that he was there. Not it's in. not a haste of loving no. Frickley, but no. even so, it's playing professional football.
0: Frickley speaking, it's men's football. Amazing job. Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. I've not seen him play. Okay. Before. Yeah. I just wonder if anyone knew anything
3: about him. Because <laughs> well, like, the other young people we've got was Dewhurst, didn't he? And he's on loan at Boston. Yeah. And he was, again, he was an only youth keeper, I think, when he kept, you know, yeah. like an age group yeah goalkeeper for England. Eastwood can't be that bad a keeper. He's played league
1: football and we've still kept him. We keep giving him new deals. Well, I, I used to work with his dad, I worked with his dad years ago, and when he was uh, 14, 15, 16 in the United's Academy, every big club in the country was desperate to sign him. They had... He's 25. I know he is. Yeah, so. they had... I, I remember, I remember, I remember talking to his dad and his dad was saying, Imri Verardi. He's an agent and he's got links to Man City. He was ringing their house on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, I've got some of your arts clubs where he likes to come and get him. You know, it's desperate for him to, to go and sign for them. And like I say, every big club in the country wanted him at one point. As a number two, he's got for the rest of this season. I, for go, going back
2: to we want to leave, see leave the club, I'd just get that wage off our bill. Get yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah,
3: it's, it's a loan off the bill. Yeah. Uh, load, sorry, yeah, so of, yeah, load, it's a lot of, uh, uh, of space, yep. and if that's the, that's where we're going to be operating, which is
0: day, this could be interesting. John, are you putting forward? Um, he's got. It. He, it's no denying the talent of this player, but there's only so many times he can, you know, flatter to deceive, and it's. It's going to be. I'm going to say the moose. I think we just need to give up on this I think somebody in one of the group Chats the other day said does anybody else Get really annoyed at least Moose's Social media activity And I didn't think much of it but He does seem to be enjoying himself And what he doesn't seem to be doing is anything to do with football That is till tonight And midway through the recording he's doing some Running drills In his back garden Wearing Diops West Ham shirt Um I just think Moose on his day is, is one of the
3: not just a footballer. He's fit. He's physically fit and ready for transfer.
0: Moose is Moose is one of those people, and he's he's clearly got bags of talent. Um, like a lot of strikers who heavily rely on pace, quite injury prone. We he was responsible for knocking some fantastic goals in 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 that season in the Premier League. Great memories. But I just think the ship sailed. In the position we're in, we need 100%ers. And we move, so we'll get 100% a couple of weekends in a season, and then other times we'll get no percent We You hear rumours about him doing stuff that he really shouldn't be doing. You get confirmed news reports of him doing stuff he really shouldn't be doing. And, I mean, I just think, thanks, Lise, but... If somebody wants you, you go and enjoy yourself elsewhere.
3: When you when you said it like any other striker, heavy reliance on, I thought you were going to say heavy reliance on Domino's, Haribo and Fizzy Paul. <laughs> the
1: thing is circling back to what we've we've kind of said this two or three times, we've got this congestive fixture that's coming up. You know, not, not to go all Nigel Adkins, but Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for an extended period. You need players who are going to be able to play Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. And, you know, like Billy Sharp can do it. Billy Sharp can do it at 30, 35, 36. 35, 36. He, you, would, you would say he could play five or six games on the bounce Saturday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, anything more than an hour of Moose. And, uh, you know, I'm Moose's biggest fan, but we can't rely on him. I'm just, uh, he's still never played more than an hour in, in English football. In English football,
3: which is. He's never
2: completed in 90 really? minutes
1: in, in English football, which is, which is ridiculous.
3: And again, a £10 million signing. Mm. they would be on a fair whack of money as well,
1: wouldn't yeah. That would be lucky to turn a fee on. Mm. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll not get anything from him. We'll, we'll, the only hope was some Turkish or Russian club with a bit of money coming in thinking... Turkey's where he's been linked with, isn't it? Yeah. A few years ago, we might have got shot with him to China before they capped mm. everything off, before the, the kind of money ran out in China, they the capital wages. He's the sort of player you could go and see him for Guangzhou Evergrande for... <laughs> They buy him for 30 million and paying 250 grand a week, but well, that's that kind of <laughs> that shit say gravy trains stop now, aren't it? So but yeah, you're right. He, he's, got, he's got a loan to Turkey with all no over, money. Yeah. Trams on the sport. Sadly, isn't it? it
2: is, he is one of those that will probably the greatest season in many of our lifetimes. And he was a massive part of it. But I think everybody'd unanimously say it's time for him to go. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. With a heavy heart, I think it is. <laughs> Dan's crying, by the way.
0: Yeah, well, to cheer, Dan. All, yeah,
3: yeah,
0: <laughs> so, as the pirate departs, Dan, who would you like to see on his ship with him? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's fairly obvious who I'm going to say, and, I, and I, I don't want to sound like it's just like a personal vendetta <laughs> against him, but. It's got to be Oliver. Burke. It really has. Again, if, if we're talking about players, we're talking about Moose, who's obviously got all the talent in the world and, and the, the football brain to go with it, but hasn't got the physicality. His body just, for whatever reason, whether it's genetics or whether it's pies, just won't do what he wants it to do. And hasn't got down to common sense. And yeah, hasn't got an ounce of common sense. We've got the flip side of it now. We've got a player whose body could do probably anything he wanted to, but his brain's just there's just there's no so air. there's just nothing there, is there? And, you know, he's he's one of the quickest players. He's built like a he's built like a cruiserweight boxer. Yeah, you know, he's he's you know big a big strong fella, it? big strong lad, rapid, but just has absolutely no idea what's <laughs> going on. Yeah, <laughs> just has absolutely no idea. I mean, me and Phil used to play with a lad on Sundays called Russell Bluff, who just he used to get the ball. Used to scream for the ball and then he just used to run. And we had to use the, he used to count the lines. So, right, crossed halfway line, penalty area, six yard box, fuck, he'd run it out of play. <laughs> That's basically what Burke's like. But Burke's getting paid vast amounts of money for it, not playing football, wagging on horses in Sunday Imperial. <laughs> so, I just, he's, I mean, he's, he's bottom of the list in terms of the forwards, in terms of everything he offers. We don't play with wingers. I know Le- um Leipzig tried to convert come tried to convert at one point and I think Alaves did into like an attacking back. wing back. I mean, Jesus Christ. If he's got if he's defensively, if he's got no brains going forward, you won't want to rely on <laughs> him defensively to all his shape and all his position. So yeah, I just I it sounds horrible, but I literally cannot say anything good about him. His dress sense is dog shit. I, I, I physically cannot say anything good about him. And I, and I know that sounds terrible, he and I'm probably old he Trafford. He's got Old Trafford with an absolute miss it, <laughs> <laughs> a miss it deflection. A miss it deflection that I don't know. So yeah, I mean, even you know, me and Phil do the show for pitch footing. We had a Forest fan on last week, and the second we mentioned Nolly Burke, he kind of smiled and went, "Fucking you know? <laughs> hell," because they got big money for him, 13 million. They got they? 13 million from us as, as one of their you know, their golden generation from their youth side. But, it, you know, same, they all kind of saw that, all right, he's quick and he's strong, but there ain't a fella after that. So, yeah, if we can find someone daft enough to take him off our hands, it, he's another well, well, one the was in that
3: golden generation
2: there. They had quite a few. Oh, um, it. They had Patrick Bamford, Patrick Bamford,
1: Brereton. Um, oh, during Brereton, day, I don't no, know. at the time. They had right four.
2: Time. They had four come through, and he were one of
3: that group. So he was the golden shower in the golden generation. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, pretty much. But the thing is, I mean, who is it? Um, Blackburn, is it? Blackburn that are looking at him. Blackburn are looking at him. I mean, Blackburn fans, if. I mean, I tweeted last week, you know, we got rid of James Beatty and tried to replace him with yeah. Craig Beatty, which was one of the biggest downgrades ever. You can imagine getting rid of and Diaz and replacing him with him. And bringing him in. Just. I don't get it. I don't get why a championship side would want him. I think managers still see
2: this project yeah, that they can get a tune out of. And if somebody ever does, by the way, the physical attributes that he's got to his game, he could be devastating,
1: but he's just not got a brain. He's a pound shopper, Dharma Traore. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. Strong, and you can, no end product. Yeah. And you
0: can make an argument that Dharma Traore is not any good. And he at least, he looks... He looks a bit more the part. Is he not scored or assisted all season? No,
1: no. It's all yeah, I don't think he did last season. It's it all it. that baby oil on his uh, on his arms. Baby oil on his arms. A full Spanish international as well. Yeah, but a full Scottish international. He's slaking his arms with orange. <laughs> <Well, that's it. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> can I point out that? Try Jerry can try, can try this kind of wrestling baby oil trick. So you get, but it don't <laughs> matter <mind> when Basham <laughs> goes straight through him, does it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. How about baby oil. Do you want? Um so yeah, I mean as it was fairly obvious, but my 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 vote and my case in point is for Oliver to be uh, to be sent somewhere else.
0: Walk the plank on moose's pirate ship. <laughs> With Olsen putting up the sails and Jack Robinson handing out the cannonballs, but blowing the entire thing up because he can't pass it to the person he's meant to. Um terrible analogy there, but there you go. I think like no one no, no. if anyone strongly is a big Ollie Burke fan or a big Jack Robinson fan or big Robin Olsen fan or big Lee Smusay fan, maybe a bit more likely. Good luck to you, but you probably should find any wobby because you clearly aren't that I'm interested.
1: There if all four of them left in January, well, fact it one won't, be won't be worse transfer window with everyone, would <laughs> it? Fax machines broken, no, and
3: then four of them <laughs> Yeah. Should we put to a vote, job yeah. as we do normally for a Hall of Fame? Upcoming. Yeah,
0: I think if that was to go on social media, that would be a bit of fun. We can, please don't think that we've got it in for these people, the human beings or anything. We haven't, but we just rather oh, we didn't play oh, for a football club. Yeah. <laughs> Dan did say his Vendetta again, not Vendetta. His piece on why it should be Burke isn't personal, but he can't find any redeeming features personally that's or otherwise, the
2: name of the pod in that last little bit that he was ranting about as well. Is it genetics or is it pies? That's got to be. That's got to be <laughs> is it
0: genetics <laughs> well, I can't, I can't, uh, can't argue with that. I mean, I certainly hope I get a pie. As it stands, I haven't got a ticket for Derby, and I'm going in the home end on Saturday. So, if anyone's feeling generous and wants to tweet because someone in the family that they're going with got COVID, you get to sit next to me. I'm very well behaved. About. A bit of COVID vampire here.
2: <laughs>
3: well there was at least there was at
2: least one COVID uh, COVID positive on Picard's tours this weekend. So let's be fair. There's probably going to be more tickets available once they all start testing positive. <laughs> well
0: I've got a I've got a train ticket, but not a match ticket yet, because for some reason I didn't get a Derby ticket. I'm usually anal and get them as the first release when the things, but I missed it. But I'm I'm sure one will turn up. If not, I'm gonna go in the home end. But it looks Just like it
1: on, call. I've call my duck, you'll be fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, get, getting the train up for that one. I feel like I haven't watched United for ages, so I'm looking forward to it. I don't think anyone has really, unless you went to Wolves, watched United for ages. Been good to catch up, boys, and I hope you've enjoyed the pub. I'm very jealous. What was that smile?
3: We're all just smiling. You just,
0: you just, hello. You, just smiling at you on the screen. Uh, but it's it's been it's been good, and I hope we've raised a few laughs. I think we all could agree that we can't wait to... Get back to the grounds and watch United more consistently, even with a congested fixture list. So, without any further ado, I think there's only one thing to say, gentlemen. All the blades, <laughs> the blades, indeed.